don't say it. <laughs> I'm gonna do this in Italian gibberish so that I can still go up on YouTube. Uh, bi angle. Police. My name is Ed. <laughs> Police. You call me beautiful. By accident. Nice. Yeah. It's because look... I looked in your eyes yeah. as I said it. Yeah. You kind of look like a little snail. Time to get some Z's. I got some sad news actually. I caught Jamie working for a new uh, podcast, eh? No way. Yeah. Passing out shots on Drink Champs. You kidding me? Yeah. Well. Falling apart at the seams here. Well wishes, I guess. You know, don't want to be that sourpuss. And another thing that I haven't brought up to the producers yet, but reach the you. only way I could watch Eight and a Half was uh, my first rental. <gasps> I, I haven't had to rent uh, a movie in this whole uh, our whole podcast career, so uh, gonna have to uh, pass that in. Invoice that shit. <laughs> Hope they don't get mad at me. <laughs> I saw that was legit. Unless mm. you mocked it up real well. I don't got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> did you shop around to see uh, which services? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was the cheapest. Nice. You didn't have a, a library card. And uh, only only uh, guys with beards, long hair, and glasses have library cards. Uh, dorks yeah fucking neil morton's of the world <laughs> but um yeah could have went to google play for the same price yeah but didn't you know, want to support youtube yeah we're not on google play we're here on yubtub so yeah you see them cigarettes out in the harbor and you don't think uh of supporting the goog no know what i'm talking about no those big pipes on the boat you didn't catch Oh, you like that? For the windmills or whatever? You didn't see them boats? The Google boats? No. <laughs> I wasn't downtown that day. Dang. They're still there, probably. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's been a week or two. You never know what's in your own backyard, eh? Give it a goog. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why we got off on that day. Well, that's good. That's good. Uh, just got through some trailers. Yeah. Yeah, I was. It was great. Yeah, you get things started with a couple of trailers from uh, Cleopatra looked great, didn't it? Didn't yeah. She? Holy shit! For sixty three. Yeah. That shit was in four K. Yeah, I had to double check to make sure it was in color when it started. Yeah. When we go back to real time, it'll be its fiftieth anniversary. Think of that. Yeah. It looks For like a beaut. Was it on the hundred uh, Warner collection? Might have been. Yeah, I feel okay. it might have been. Might have been up in there. Production value. Like, there is like Looked the, expensive. The, the sets in there, yeah, exactly. A lot of people, and yeah. those were real. Yeah. The most uh, greatest ro romance of all time, it says. Yeah, well... I believe it. Yeah. So long ago, yeah. too. It's like Jimi Hendrix. There's yeah. never been a guitarist as good yeah. since, eh? I'd hate to be the uh, sunny of that relationship, though. 
Yeah, it's probably Ra, though. Sun God. But what's Cleopatra's uh, boo? Lesser half there. Uh, Julius Caesar something? Who'd she go out I with? I don't think it's... <laughs> It's someone like that. Spart- Moses? I'm like Spartacus. So like, <laughs> Alexander the Great? They don't tell you. Is he local? I guess we're going to have to go catch that catch that flick. Yeah, is Cleopatra in the Bible or something? Where the hell does she even I come know, from? Because as soon as I said Apollo, I'm like, oh, she's not Greek. I was thinking Aphrodite, you know what I mean? So oh, Holy shit. She's, uh, she's in like the Julius Caesars and stuff like that. It's not because Julius Caesar isn't mythology he's real i think so that's pretty cool i saw cleopatra's sorry man no this is just kind of goes with the egypt or whatever desert woman yeah yeah i saw this uh thing (laughs) desert woman (laughs) is that not you can't say desert woman i don't know it's the new lane first time i ever did and it didn't feel a hundred percent right oh god (laughs) Um, but letters, I saw a video on how all the letters came about. Yeah. About. <laughs> Holy. How American. Did that, did that come out? How American. About. Yeah. Uh, about, yeah, how letters came. And like A, I'll just give you a little hint here. What do you think A came from? Because you can go back through hieroglyph- hieroglyphics, you know, this what is through what the did A. A come from? Yeah, what do you think A is? A picture of a pyramid? Not a bad Picture yet. of a mountain? It's, no, <laughs> it's like a freaking... Got the snow? <laughs> it's an elk or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, if you flip it a upside pe- down with the horns... Kind of looks like a petite... Yeah, that's... A petite escargot. Yeah. It's the other way around now, uh-huh. but it was before. Those are like the horns uh-huh. of the... Satan. Yeah, might as well have been. Satan created the alphabet. <laughs> yeah. I believe it. And that's just one of 27. At least. There might be a couple other letters that don't get used mm-hmm. anymore. Oh, I bet there is. That's real thorn in your ass. Yeah. Well, the Greek uh, alphabet. Some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Epsilon. The, the alpha magus. Yeah. They talked about a little bit uh, into that, too. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not that dissimilar when you really break it down to yeah. where it all came from. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know how to make a great escape from this conversation. Yeah. But we watched that trailer. But we'll just say bye-bye, Birdie. Did that one come first? It did, yeah. Okay, so let's say hello to you... bye-bye, Birdie. Yeah. It's kind of like the uh, league of their own of the music industry, is it not? I gotta say... This is the closest I've ever gotten to getting the joke. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it is the word. Oh, and they had a real good Ed Sullivan look-alike. That is true. Was my first impression. Yeah. But then I realized that... It's the real Future, baby. (laughs) It's the real guy, probably. Maybe. Say probably. Because even now I'm suspicious. But okay, great escape. But very. Uh, when did um, Wayside Story come out? I think that was in '56. Seemed like it had some of that, you know, uh, 
Ready to rumble? Breaks breaks off into song a lot, like it's a musical, kind of greasy. You know what I mean? But when did West Side Story come out? Since we don't have Jamie anymore, we have to go to Siri. Are we allowed to say Siri online? When did West Side Story come out? What the hell? <laughs> Let it go. Came up. Okay, okay. <laughs> James, the great escape. James the great Bay. Escape. James Bay. Do you have to go over James Bay when you escape? Michael's cousin. Is that just Alcatraz? Man, they had a lot of stuntmen in this one. Bikes. Well, they must have had a a great uh, contract with uh, Honda or something. Everyone's flying off bikes in this movie, going over jumps, skitting into the camera. Mm-hmm. Motorbikes. Oh yeah, yeah. This isn't Turbo Kid. Yeah. This is Great Escape. Steve McQueen. <laughs> It makes look. It looks like uh, Great Escape is just a one-trick pony. I would love. Just everyone's it. playing jump the motorbikes all day long. Yeah. I wonder what uh, his stuntman's name was. Steve McQueen's. Something you might see or at he, the edge of the water or the world. Or is he more like the uh, original Tom Cruise? Does the, it all himself. The original Tom Cruise. Yeah, just saw a little bit of that last yeah, night. It's, it's kind of more of an insult to Steve McQueen, I guess. But mm. how was that movie? You know, it was uh, it was really busy. There's a lot of stuff going on, and you know what is actually really interesting is like everything is just so out of hand. Like it's really up to date now with. Mm. Um, technology and stuff yeah and it is really trying to make them missions impossible because now you can't even trust what you're seeing yeah. basically with the way technology's advanced in yeah. ai and yeah. stuff man the double crossing in this you know yeah by the end it's just everyone's a computer <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just i lost so much interest in those movies like I did like, I was really invested until uh, around my this time Minority Report came out. And then I feel like I didn't watch any Mission Impossible since. Yeah. The last Mission Impossible I remember is the one yeah, with yeah. the... <laughs> That's, is that irony? I don't know what that is. You like start accusing them of future crimes. You're yeah. like <laughs> pre-crimes or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> not even checking them out but you've already dismissed them oh yeah well I'm convicted just, them on all I'm, charges yeah and i'm not into uh tom cruise in general really yeah but he's an alumni tired masterminds alumni nonetheless <laughs> uh what was the other one we watched the the uh smash the man x, <laughs> x. the <laughs> man with the x-ray eyes <laughs> Is that what it's called? I oh, didn't catch yeah. the name. It just a bunch of X. Yeah. What'd you think of that? Oh. That'd be a fun watch. But The Great Escape. We forgot to mention one of the greatest lines from that trailer. Oh, yeah. Putting all their eggs in a barbed wire basket. From a barbed wire camp. To a barbed wire country. <laughs> Had uh, Macho Man Randy Savage in the narrations there. 
Yeah, X. Man with the X-ray eyes. Man. So practical, just, you know, eye drops. I know. At first, like, I was paying too close attention. I was like, that's a really good way to get around not having to do the eye drops right in yeah. to cut to the thing yeah. above it. Yeah. You know, because everybody winces hard for some people. Oh, yeah. But then they went back to it, and he seemed to be having a time with the yeah. going splash happy with yeah. it. Really wanted them eyes greased up for what he was about to do. And so much color in 63. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What were we doing, spending so much time in yeah, black and white? Fucking garbaged out on yeah. it. Um, but to be fair, X was filmed in Spectorama. Yeah. <laughs> is, yeah, was, uh... is Spectorama still around? Is that big? Was that uh, Oppenheimer in Spectorama? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this was... Maybe Barbie is pretty bright. Oh, and this is pre-Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm precedes it by five years yeah got a fucking nickel on it on the on the year dates yeah maybe we just i wonder if uh kubrick was watching uh x here oh watch your tongue x is already an alumni (laughs) a silver globe winner yeah silver globes where the fuck have you been my whole life oh (laughs) i'd even i'd even take a bronzy yeah heck yeah fucking rusco yeah <laughs> um and there was a great push out the window that was in the trailer who knew that you get x-ray vision and superhuman strength yeah and the naked people that, that was kind of like an oops too <laughs> naked yeah, people were just the bonus though i know yeah you get to see a back yeah and that wasn't just a backless dress that i was know a, that was a frontless back yeah just looking ahead just sees the lady pans to the left I know. a group of people yeah including you know you gotta take it all once you turn it on some swingers yeah. if you know what i mean <laughs> yeah but it seemed like it got more and more intense because then you start seeing body parts and stuff yeah oh yeah he's looking right at the mams yeah he's like um intestines are thicker yeah. what's that like a two watt <laughs> but yeah that was funny obviously the doctor was trying to uh, give him the antidote and he was like no fuck you yeah. <laughs> give him a little nudge <laughs> <laughs> like yeah flew out the rear yeah. window yeah you can see a nip without the x-ray vision yeah. but not vice versa so out of all those movies this is the one that i'd probably want to watch the most i know Got me right revved up. Some uh, honorable mentions. Yeah. Throw out there. Hitter. Lord of the Flies. No way. A William Golding masterpiece turned into. uh, Did that movie really come out in '63? Yeah. Jesus hell! I felt like it was like '80s or something. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Some of these I just like the name. Yeah, I've never even heard of that. The yeah, birds, lots oh. of lots of birding going on in '63. You know, my only connection Hitchcock? with the birds What's that? is one time when I was younger, I asked my dad if any movies scared him. He was like, "Yeah, the birds scared me." <laughs> yeah, that's the only. He's like, saw it when I was a kid, scared yeah. me. Don't like birds Do- like that. Doesn't like phone booths either anymore. Is there a phone booth in birds? Oh yeah, well that's like the uh, 
you know, Alfred Hitchcock, how he, you know, sub- allegedly took the knife and started going at her in uh, Psycho to get a good reaction. Yeah. He, he said that it was going to be a fake bird thrown in a phone booth with her. But he actually threw a real bird, so it's a real genuine reaction, and she stopped acting. Like she, similar to uh, what's her name from The Shining, just like had a mental break and was like, "I got to take a step away from this." So you're saying it's not that stupid to be scared of birds? No. Well, especially if you're acting in it. Yeah. I don't know about watching it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Got your bag, Andy. Nice. Fucking. A duly supported phobia. What about it's a mad, 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 mad... Keep going. World. I watched it... um, I want to say... Two years ago? But it was hilarious. Oh, yeah? It was like uh, Wacky Races. You remember that show? So anyway, they're all trying to chase after this thing, going nuts driving, and, you know, like Amazing Race style. Okay. After this thing. Like Rat Race. And one of the funniest endings of all time. Okay, I might have to check it out. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it because yeah. it took me off guard, yeah. and it, it's just. I'll, I'll just give you a little cliffhanger for it. So, like, tons of people are all wounded somewhere, yeah. and um, they're all losers, pretty much. And then somebody walks in the room, and what happens? finishes the movie <laughs> all right uh have you ever seen black sabbath no the but, movie yeah but imagine walking by a, a marquee in birmingham fucking england yeah. and seeing uh, that up there you're about to go to band practice and yeah. start your new doom band <laughs> yeah what do you think you'd call it Boris Karloff. <laughs> nice. But yeah, Boris Karloff did the movie Black Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's uh, three films in one. Oh. Yeah. Medley. So that'd be kind of cool. Fuck yeah. Boris Karloff was a big draw back then. He had his hands in everything. Mm-hmm. Like, like genre, Rat Salad. The genre. He was the face of the genre. Mm-hmm. Vincent Price as well. Yeah. Is he a big one? Yeah. Um, the, there's another dude. Um, Chalmers. No. Uh, you know who I'm talking about. Hitchcock? Nah. Shit. Boris Karloff. Sucks that I don't have his name right off the thing, but it'll probably pop into my head at some point. King Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, yeah, I probably saw that on VHS one time. Pretty unremarkable, probably. I remember uh, being so excited to watch them. (laughs) And then it was just like long spans of suckiness in the movie. This is Dullsville. 
I loved the remake or whatever you want to call it. The the new the one. The new one. Where they go into the uh, flipped Hollow world. Earth. Crazy. It was fucking. It was a spectacle, eh? I don't know. I loved that too. I was yeah. very, very entertained by that. Yeah. And they're just getting like. Kong Skull Island was amazing, but mm-hmm. the Godzilla's one, the Godzilla ones weren't quite hitting. It was just too much humans. Like yeah. they actually got it right, and so it's like just straight up monsters. Yeah, like there was well, a couple right. uh, side characters, but like they're not. The monsters you always were the side characters. This time, you know, they're at the they're at the forefront, and I can't wait for uh, King Kong versus Godzilla two coming out. They put out that uh, little teaser. With the orangutan? No, no way. I didn't. I didn't see it. So he's got glowing eyes. So it's probably like he has Godzilla powers. Glowing he's orangutan. You know he's gonna pull this one on Kong. Be like, you can't reach me. And oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, little arms. Yeah. But yeah. I hope it's a fake out. I hope it is a fake out that like this is the villain for the start, like the first portion of the movie, mm-hmm. and then someone else comes in at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't completely agree with just putting out the villain. Has Mothra and stuff already been out in them? Mothra, or am I just dreaming? Mothra was in Godzilla. Because Godzilla showed off uh, a lot of monsters. Because they were going all around. Like the one with King Ghidorah. Mm. Mecha? He been in it? Mecha was in uh, King Kong vs. Godzilla. Yeah. yeah. And that's a continuation of King Ghidorah. <laughs> Was in Godzilla around the same time that then Kong Skull Island came out, mm-hmm. and then they brought it together. Yeah, kaiju's. Yeah, but I really liked how they used like, uh, you know, they went to Japan, right? And they had all the lights and the uh, they really jazzed that up. Like it's <laughs> it, it's such a great film. Yeah, I actually watched it at a uh, bachelor party recently oh wild nice yeah uh yeah that's it monster comes out now we're at eight half yeah a criterion favorite baby number one on the list yeah you know what that convinced me that it was on the top 250 on we've been hot potatoing this for a while (laughs) oh yeah that's a lot of potatoes. Yeah, it's a lot of number ones to ignore. Mm. And uh, also brought to you here by uh, Cinema Forever. Thought that was a great little. Wonder if they're still around. 10, 15 seconds. <laughs> Think they're still around? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah. Putting out lots of great stuff still. Always will be? Yeah. Fellini. Can't say I know much about Fellini. Well, there's a couple things that, well, let's just talk about Fellini during the first uh, opening scene here. Yeah. Or let's let's try and in a sentence or two explain this movie, right. what we're about to see. Okay, what do you got? I was hoping you'd go first. No, let's hear your log line. Um, producer? No, director. Yeah. He's a director. Yeah. He's like, goes to a spa 
or something at a hotel and everybody is always bugging him and he's trying to make a movie he's kind of in pre-production or figure out his next idea and uh he's got uh, a couple women on the go what do you think about that is that good because he he wrote this film too fellini uh no the character that he's working on yo yes yes he's got writer's so block it's like a writer it. director that's you know he's and he's at a claim to fame too like he's a well-off well-known director he's got a People little say bit that of a he's go. famous yeah um but is using his next production to deal with a lot of his Yeah, a up and coming, we'll say, because I don't know if he's like the it guy or anything like that, but a writer director using his next production to help deal with all his yeah his own problems. Yeah, he's forty three. Yeah. He's, so he's he's putting his whole life into this project. Yeah, which uh, you know, can lead you down a. A dark hole. Yeah, he's really of a certain age. Yeah. So we're getting into the show? Well, I think we need to get past the very first scene to really talk about this movie. I'm pretty sure, like, this scene seems so familiar to me that I think... We might have watched the first minute when it was under consideration. Maybe that, or like... Seeing it in film school, or, or a clip of it in something. There's something that I was watching that referenced Eight and a Half, and I can't remember if it showed any of it. But uh, yeah, the first scene wording. It, huh? <laughs> Nothing. What did I say? Eight and a Half. I don't know if they showed any of it. Sounds like a ripoff. Yeah. Didn't show all of it. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I can't remember if I saw the first inch in, uh, like, a documentary or something like that. Like, probably that uh, that city or... The Cutting Edge? No, what's the cinematography? Light? Light. Uh, S- sound of light. Sound of light? Yeah. Maybe. It's like I know the, what you're talking the about. The Look of Thunder kind of shit. <laughs> but um yeah i remember seeing this scene before for sure but what do you think of that hot take first shot i was like in traffic all day so i was like don't get me fucking started <laughs> pandemonium there's a heck of a lot going on yeah in this itsy bitsy inch and yeah cameras in stuck in gridlock here this guy, his car is, maybe something happens before gas is out on him, but mm-hmm. he's, it's just the camera's looking around rear window style for a while from yeah. this guy's car. Yeah, and, very Victorian. Yeah, and people just staring, doing weird stuff. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if he makes it, because he seems to, after a little bit of fighting with that door, Oh, he, he, seems to, <laughs> he seems to float right off to yeah. heaven or something. Yeah. 
It this was, man's hitting clouds. It was like Bizarro World, uh, Latham, Massachusetts, the way that they, everyone was just watching this guy in harm's way. <laughs> and, yeah. Just, They'd all go to jail. Yeah. But uh, that'd be quite the season finale. Everyone in the whole town getting arrested. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, yeah, it's super well orchestrated. Yeah. And, um... First he's kind of like skidding on the top of the cars. <laughs> yeah. He didn't know if it was going to turn into a dance number yeah. or something like that. Yeah, and those floating scenes were kind yeah. of big yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Must have been a cool way to go about doing it or something. Yeah. and, uh, and Pull out the float rig. You know, uh, early on in the film, you keep going back to the scene and wondering, like, is this part of the film that's being made? Is this, you know, where is this fitting into all this? Yeah, because right after, it cuts to... Why don't you just tell me what it cuts to? <laughs> Some dude on a beach, right? Oh, what about the arms? What about the people in the bus in that scene? Did you notice that? I don't know. That everyone's staring at him, and yeah. then there's this bus... And for some reason, everyone's standing up, and it's just their arms. You don't even see the faces. It's just arms oh, hanging yeah, out of the yeah, window. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, a, like dollies by the arms. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah. That really threw me off. It was like, this seems like a Italian race, a racer head at this point. <laughs> yeah, there was a couple spots where I wondered if it was, like, something that might have inspired David Lynch. Mm-hmm. Just to be a little more grotesque yeah. with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but right off the hop, the thing that it cuts to once it's done this scene. Because it never, uh, much like the lobster, it doesn't really go back to this scene or anything to tie it back into anything. Yeah. Other than that this dude is a dreamer. Yeah. Seems. Daydreams, night yeah. dreams, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, because then it cuts to the even more obscure shot. This little bit of avant-garde as the guy with the rope. This aerial view of a guy with a rope oh, that's yeah. attached to a foot. That's right. I could only assume is the cameraman's foot, unless they had a double. <laughs> a double. Um, yeah, he's like, the man is a kite. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> the camera's yeah. up there. Seems like the title. How impressive is that? Super weird, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. And um, you got to think about it. And it, that's what's good is that it actually stays there long enough, just long enough, that you you start to question how they did it, and then it cuts off. Mm -hmm. But it, it very tactical, even in the editing. I know. Right no, away, it's, you're it's you're seeing some interesting things that you. You don't see a lot in yeah, today's exactly. cinema. Yeah. Right off the hop. And there's a few weird things. Um, he's got these futuristic glasses, it seems like. Yeah. Almost in that way where the girl had the pixie cut and breathless, and that was super modern, the yeah. feel that it gave him. Yeah. Um, and he's looking to do a space epic. Yeah, space romance. Yeah, science fiction. Yeah. Just a quick little nod to it right off the bat mm -hmm. but he's waking up on a beach yeah this kite yeah and uh that fall towards the water 
Yeah. Super weird. Um, how would you describe that shot? Were you is that the one you were saying that just cuts off? It it cuts to that. Yeah. At first it's him with the guy with the rope looking up aerial view and then it cuts to him going into the beach, going yeah. into the water. Yeah, it was super weird. A flail. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time that kinda like when a kite, you know, gets lost in the wind. Yeah. Or doesn't have any wind. <laughs> And um, it's only now that you start to realize that uh, once people start talking that uh, this is also one of those Fellini movies that he just like made them say gibberish Mm. on set. Yeah, because it's dubbed. And I was really pondering that idea. Like what do the italians think that it's in like another language mm. <laughs> originally yeah, yeah exactly because <laughs> they gotta watch it in dub yeah well they even did the same thing with spaghetti western i'm pretty sure oh yeah it was super common yeah put it in post all <laughs> <Sure>. the words <laughs> and like right away i'm looking and like these shots are close up because when i think about doing that kind of thing you know you don't want to show faces and mm mouths moving as much as possible i don't know maybe it's just harder <coughs> oh, fuck something's going on with the fucking nasal <sighs> all right go on <laughs> i know it must be uh i think it must be harder to spot Italian mouth moving than it is if it was English. Because you can always spot when somebody mouths fuck or something in a movie. So, like, the more I think about reading lips. Helps when you just don't know what the hell they're saying. (laughs) And then. I'll do it. I know what you're saying because when you're watching a movie in with English dub, you know, you can say, well, they didn't say that word. (laughs) But. You know, when you're watching a language that you don't know, yeah, and you know they're moving their mouths so foreign that you're just kind of like, you don't even, it's, you, you don't even it, look. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You don't even give it a second glance, really. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple times where you're like, oh, okay. you turn it off. Yeah, <laughs> like a light switch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, now we're starting to meet a couple people. Sees an old friend in the garden. A lot of people. <laughs> yeah. They start um, flooding in pretty uh, quick here. Um, Mario? No, but first time... It doesn't it cut to... I don't know. He's kind of there with the doctors. Oh, yeah. He's got a liver problem. Yeah, before so, you see him, he's getting all checked out. Yeah. He's got, he's got to go to the spa yeah. to help with his liver problem. Yeah, drinking. You, excess drinking. Yeah. You're not wrong, though. Because you do meet the first uh, character, the writer. Oh. Comes uh, in. Asks if... Yeah, do you mind if I smoke? <laughs> yeah, while these doctors are checking him out and he's coughing, they're checking his cough and stuff yeah. like that. Do you mind if I smoke? Yeah, he's like an inch away from him yeah. examining him. Yeah. And then like turns away from everyone and just kind of looks like a painting there <laughs> for a second. 
as Buddy's coughing in the background already. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that question hits so different after watching the kids in the hall come back. When the doctor's a doctor, uh, played by Dave Foley, mm-hmm. he's like, do you mind if I smoke? <laughs> it's, dog- it's like uh, two parents about to have a, a baby. Yeah. Oh, mind yeah. If I, smoke? I, I did see that, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then he lights it. Why'd you ask me if I mind if you're just going to light it? Oh, I was just curious on how you feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> and he totally does this here, because I don't even think Buddy answers. Maybe it's an off-camera nod or something. <laughs> off-camera he just lights it up. And then when you finally see our main character for the first time, he's walking out of the room, and the writer <sighs> fucking blows it out right at him. Yeah, yeah. Makes him walk through it. Spite. Already this guy's kind of rubbing me the wrong way. Oh. Some bad genie. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, gets real uh, unorganized at this point. Oh. Flying through the, the masses, the unwashed masses. And you don't even know your main character enough right now. That you're just dying to, you know, yeah. I, just, I just need someone to pay attention to. You're showing me so many people. There's, uh, yeah, you're kind of looking at him a little bit, and you're like, yeah, he's got a little bit of a Jeff Goldblum vibe. Does have, yeah, he's his daddy for sure. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they give, uh, they prescribe him holy water. Mm-hmm. Forgot to mention that. Oh yeah. Only 300 mils, though. You don't want to overdose on that stuff. That's true. That's almost back when they used to have everything is poison. Yeah. And then there was, the dosage was to don't exceed this amount. Yeah, exactly. And that's actually the first little touch of uh, yeah. religion will save you. Did you ever see those bottles that were, like, covered in spikes? <laughs> Love to. Yeah. Not like sharp, sharp spikes, but they were made that way so that if you picked it up, you would know that there was like potentially poison in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. That's crazy. Um, But yeah, there was a lot of that in this film, the kind of religion might save you. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, prescribing holy water was the first little look into that theme. A spa day might also save you. Uh, blowing smoke. Is what's that uh, score that they play? Isn't that Lord of the Flies? It's like Ride of the Valkyries, or I was looking up the score actually. I got it uh, right here. Yeah. I wanted it up because clearly this is where uh, Enzo's origin comes from. Yeah, it's one of those problems uh, where like every song is from something. They or, played two songs though. That one is the one you're thinking of. Ding, 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 ding. But yeah. before that, the the D Walker. No, that's um, apparently that's the album that Dick Wagner put the Ride of the Valkyries. But there's the Overture from the Barber of Seville. Yeah, that's one in there. There's a thing from the Nutcracker in there. Yeah, but I imagine that's a little bit later on. But there's also. Uh, um some chopin like i don't know like they're all probably uh super iconic yeah ride of the valkyries was it the one from um 
uh, was Apocalypse Now or Dun Dun. Yeah, because I'm getting them confused. Because what's the one that uh, like Enzo's coming? Yeah, I... the Edward Scissorhands. He making me cry. Oh, that's gonna be the Barber of Seville. Yeah, exactly. Obviously. So the, so the other one is the Valkyrie one. Yeah. Oh, Pete Hair. That's a good pickup. Look at that. Ah, yeah. bastard. <laughs> Yeah. He make me cry. <laughs> That's a good spot. Um, and uh, first person you see, first extra you see, just staring right into the fucking camera. Yeah, that was weird. Fucking Gladys. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was just like, come on, give me someone to actually follow. Yeah, little, there's so many fucking people. You need an anchor. Friar fucking Gene there, Tuck's brother. Hmm. You're like, does that guy have anything to do with this? Nope. Domier Don? Ah. <laughs> the butcher of the names. Um, yeah, then Mario in the garden. Yeah. Looking like he's got a busted ass back and then fucking shoots up and shows he's in perfect condition. Yeah. Got a brand new gal. Yeah. Ditched his wife of 31 years yeah. for uh, someone 30 years his junior. Yeah. Mezabota. Yeah. American uh, wannabe actress. Because. Nice bob haircut or pixie cut. I don't. I, no, I don't. I better not try and say haircut names. But there is a, uh, you know, I thought he, there's something to do. Maybe I thought maybe he had x-ray eyes. Oh, because at one point when he's in line to get a glass of water, oh, he, he sees... sees what he thinks may be uh, Claudia, but it's not. That's one of them deceptive daydreams that he keeps spotting into, yeah. right? Yeah, he's just a just a run of the mill water wench. Yeah, he's just catching little bits of inspiration. You might see like mm-hmm. little pops of where he's getting some ideas yeah. out of. Yeah, I thought he had X ray eyes though. I was ex- I was excited. Yeah, well, throw some holy water on it if you get too excited. And yeah, this guy has, uh, you know, uh, Jeff Goldblum vibes. Kind of reminded me of uh, George Clooney's dad, mm. Wayne Clooney. Yeah, so handsome. And he talks to the writer again. The writer really wants to talk to him, and he hands him some notes. He's like, these are my notes, and I I doubt they'll help. <laughs> and then he's reading them and throws them away, but goes back for them. Yeah. And it's almost like, uh, do they are they not helpful, or are they too helpful that it hurts? Because this guy is writing something so close to home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you know, sometimes you don't want to hear There's... the the realities of this. Yeah, and this guy catches some harsh realities in yeah, this yeah. thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so with the the girlfriend. Yeah, Mezabote is a player. Engaged. Mm-hmm. He's not even divorced yet, and he's already engaged. You know, it's it's fine, whatever. What 60s, it, baby. Yeah, but she's all in black. Yeah. And you'll notice that a lot in this movie, this contrast between black and white. Like, if you show somebody up against the ocean... The sky, all that shows up white, yeah. but they always got the the main event in uh, black. Like it almost creates everything in like a silhouette. Mm. Yeah, and that's that's 
That's brilliant. Because you got to kind of play with that when it's black and white. Mm. You know, you work with the... Really skipping the whole middle of the grayscale for a while. Yeah. But yeah, all all the characters that you don't really want to be noticed in a black and white film would just be wearing these lighter shades Mm -hmm. so they don't stand out as much where the black really creates the contrast and would draw your eye to that character. Yeah, and this uh, motherfucker knows what he's doing and shows it very much um, like he's waiting for um, an actress to arrive. Like, I was kind of confused here. I thought this was like... Go on. Space. Space (laughs) invader. Yeah. Um, I thought it was, um, it seemed dystopic right after watching Lobsters. Like, yeah, you're trying to get a feel for, oh, this universe that they're in. Like, where is it just like a normal, it seems like a really odd place. Right. You know what I mean? And it seemed like pre-production, like he's waiting for people to arrive. Yeah. But upon further inspection, I think it's mostly like interruptions to his process. Yeah. Like they're not really in pre-production well, yet. It's just all, everyone's got all these questions. Well, that's, yeah, it's like been halted or something because that's another thing that, you know, I picked up on as mm-hmm. well is that you, know, you wouldn't have all these people around already if you were just writing the film. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, if you're in pre-production, you're not, you know, they got wardrobe later on they got uh set design they got all these guys that are already physically you know doing their part and it Mm. seems like you know the main guy's coming up short yeah at every aspect yeah but he is kind of like uh he's got some suaveness to him up until this scene which is super cool the way they shot the train thing loved it that Oh, she's not here. That dolly over after that to the slow train stopping. And it takes off to reveal her. Yeah, I loved that reveal. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was his wife at first. You don't really know? Uh, But she packs uh, more than the gladiators do, doesn't she? Not in the eyebrow department. Five trailers, that girl. Yeah. A lot of luggage. Yeah. A lot of baggage. Yeah, her eyebrows, not slutty enough. <laughs> but um, he's like a little less cool here. This is why I thought it was his wife. Because yeah. he starts to like flip into a different mode yeah. a little bit, a little more subservient. Yeah. His sunglasses, his rad sunglasses are kind of gone in that yeah. moment. Switched to like a more, you know, these spectacles here, more reminiscent, yeah. a little more nerdy. Well, he's got scalp in the mind. Mm. A little sweet hun bun, honey bun in there. Yeah, that is true. So that's very subtle how they, you know, there's a potential that she's a baby mama to be. Mm. Maybe, maybe. But, uh, yeah. I maybe. like her. <laughs> <laughs> she's always so worried about people being happy. And she even puts him on the happy meter. Like, how happy are you that I'm here? Really happy? A little yeah. happy? Oh, Smells yeah. great in here. Love this place. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he hangs out with their... Does a little swindle, though. Yeah. Did you notice that duo da? 
Oh, you did it do it to me. Yeah. Get it all wrong, pal. Um, hope that's not coming over that side of the table. All that eggplant calzone. <laughs> Sounds like a stinker. I hope I don't smell it either. Um, so he's going to hang the, with their uh, May shag. Oh, yeah. Throws him on the happy meter, then instantly uh, a quick fucking throws a punch at him. Mm. Yeah. And this girl's just got a lot of character, and she's bubbly, and yeah, you can see what made a wooed him. She's larger than life, life, darling. Yeah. But you see a little bit of his swindling, mm. because you know it seems like a lot of people are staying at one spot. And he's she, staying. At she got him to stay at a different. She's staying at yeah. a different hotel that he's got a room at too. Yeah. There's uh, some sneakiness going on. Yeah, easy access, trying to stay away from all the masses uh, that are all really caught up in the excitement of the film. He's meeting people left and right, columnists, fucking asking him about his love life. So she she tells this story about uh, this dream that she had where they got killed by someone with a a broom. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and did they ever say who it was like he says who and she's like you and me but i think he asked like who was the person that did it yeah and it's never answered that was her husband who she's trying to get a job for yeah. him okay yeah you're right he's yeah. Ma- yeah she's married too yeah he's gonna be so mad fucking 60s baby rad and she's even like this is such a nice lamp mm-hmm. i would love to have a lamp like this she's just like you know She's feeling it. A product of the 60s through and through. Yeah. Uh, and the, But those eyebrows that he gives her. Yeah. He's, he's in, in makeup like I'm in hair. Yeah, he's into... Uh, he's got eyebrows like that. Spock? I have no clue. Every single villain in animation. <laughs> Dick Dastard yeah. leader. And like, I, I couldn't... I didn't even see it at first because... Like, I'm watching the curve of her, and I'm just picturing that he's going to thicken it up a little bit. Yeah, and then he just It's like a, you know, he's doing the makeup and they hit a bump or something. <laughs> but, you know, she didn't give a, a pothole. care in the world. She thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to pave that mile. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, and then they had the, wa- the washing the wall transition. Hmm. That was strange, eh? Yeah. All of a sudden, Mammy's in the room, washing a wall from, like, three feet Feet away. away. (laughs) And then it just cuts into this dream. Yeah, it's very surreal. And you meet Mom and Pop. I guess maybe that's, like, the hint that you're headed into a dream, is something's... Mm. They did a good... not Something's not quite right in these dream sequences. Yeah. Yeah, they do a a great job of having that. the whole movie's kind of filmed like a dream, but they do offset these particular scenes for mm. sure. Inspiration can come and anywhere, and it does. Such crazy uh, locations for these dreams. Just mm. like all this concrete and rubble everywhere. Yeah. And you meet the, the mom and the dad. The dad uh, almost instantly says how much he loves his wife. And then uh, they're having a conversation about just, like, where he's at in life. And then he lowers his dad into the ground. 
you know, signifying that you know his parents have passed. But you know you can't be in this heaven. You know it's a it's a dream. So he is putting the words in the father's mouth. You know he knows how much his parents loved his wife, but his parents are gone. You know there's a lot of uh, gray area in this black and white marriage it seems mm-hmm. and then the wife shows up in the dream and then he disappears leaving her there leaving there uh leaving her in his subconscious is obviously that's when he woke up is when she showed up so i thought that was uh, pretty cool how they shot that like the quick, you know, he's talking to his mom and then all of a sudden the wife shows up and then it goes to this wide and he's gone. He's not even there anymore with her, just leaving the, the wife there. Yeah. And that was obviously when he woke up from the dream. Yeah, the visual storytelling yeah. of it. Yeah. Then back to, I don't know, reality. Like the next thing I have in here is the people being not old enough. Mm. The women are all cagey and men. talking about them behind their back too. Yeah, saying somebody's not old enough. Mm. Well, there's just yeah, so many people coming up to him, and you know, but it, they take it, a little break. Mario and Gloria, don't they? Have a little dance. They do have a little dance. What did that remind you of? I don't know if you would have seen it. Actually, it was called Pulp Fiction. I got a Pulp Fiction reference too, but not that one. The dance uh, was exactly the same. Was it? I didn't pick up on that at all. Between her? She even liked doing the... Wow. And, oh, the hand thing? There's like a really iconic uh, hand over the shoulder as she walks off. Missed it. The twisting? Wow. Holy. I mean, there is a lot going on in this movie, but... Yeah, uh, we're gonna take have to take a short break. Wow, you're right, man. <laughs> that was right out of Pulp Fiction. I can't believe I passed over that. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, do you know the difference between Marxism and communism? Uh, no, I don't. I didn't study any of uh, Karl Marx, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, what did he, what did he write? The big game. I think so. Yeah. That was him or O'Brien. I don't know. <clears throat> Either way, if I see one of their limos, I'm jumping in. Yeah, everything's zapping about. Like the, there's everything's covered. People going nuts about fussing about expenses. Mm. How much things cost at this big party? The thing with uh, the magician waving the f- thing in the frame. Yeah. Which is just like... You uh, remember that shot from somewhere? I, no. Seeing that... Uh, and it was sh- Catholicism versus uh, Marxism. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I I couldn't remember what it was with yeah. Marxism. Yeah. I knew it was some kind of C. Because communism is marxism yeah but it's a different type of like communism and marxism i think is a little bit different okay 
But they're which both, one's closer to capitalism? But, but they're both like socialist societies yeah. thing. Which is closer to capitalism? Capitalism? Cath, Catholicism, Catholicism. Well, they're not religions. They're. Um, but that's what they were comparing it to. Oh, they were. Yeah, of course. Yeah. They they made a point. Yeah, they got religion, politics. Yeah. Um, He's just wondering how the girls' asparagus taste. Mm-hmm. It's a player, man. Stinky pee. <laughs> um. So yeah, this magician's here, right? The maestro. You know what I'm talking so the about? Magician. The entertaining this party that's yeah. on the go. Yeah, but he he was just uh, Frankenstein's monster. Because he wasn't the magician at all. It was the lady in the blindfold that was doing everything. Mm, yeah. yeah. How did she know? Um, but he's good, right? Oh, yeah. Well, he's a showman. Yeah. He um, A little bit like the guy from Brazil he kind of looked like. <laughs> I wonder if anyone watched this in the theaters and when his face popped up. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And there was an interesting thing. I think this kind of like ties into things a little bit. But the Asanisi Masa. Asanisi Masa. Asanisi Masa. Like a nonsense word. Yeah. That uh, like he goes back to his childhood. Yeah. Thinking about this. Or at least thinking about making a movie about his childhood. Yeah. Or using that in his movie. Yeah. I guess it's stupid to think that's totally clear. Yeah. And flashback time, yeah. See his grandmother. (laughs) I have her down as old maid. Grumpy grandmother. (laughs) Bitching to the kids about their grandfather. Mm. Now she could have got with someone uh, more attractive. Yeah. Yeah, there's a gang of kids. I didn't know if this was an orphanage he was in now because mm. of the parents thing. Yeah. Uh, but maybe it was the grandmother. Maybe I, think, I didn't read that part as fast. Yeah. You know, I was, I, was, I was looking all around at stuff here. The, there's kids being bathed in a giant barrel. Yeah, they make a wine in there. Is there any more in that flashback that uh, uh, you thought was noteworthy? I might not have been able to put it all down, what I wanted to talk about. I thought that barrel thing was pretty interesting. This guy kind of grew up like Bane in the League <laughs> of Shadows. And like people were even above the barrel looking down at them. And they're doing this kind of, you know, they're being put into barrels that doesn't seem like they can really get out of. Getting yeah. dunked and stuff. But... Uh, yeah, so the they do get tucked in by the mum, who, you know, I, again, I thought these were maids, too. Yeah, he was getting kind of preferential treatment. At first, he's in the bed on his own. Yeah. Seems like he's not well-behaved, but then yeah. he settles right down. Yeah, he gets a little extra love from one of the maids, which mm-hmm. makes me think it's probably mama. And, you know, I don't know if this is... Because of like all the marriage talk throughout, like everyone's married and sleeping with other people and divorcing and getting engaged. I don't know if this is like a little talk about, you know, the difference in between 
a woman that's well taken care of and a woman that's not well taken care of. Like the grandmother's so grouchy and bitching about the husband, but the the mother seems so nurturing. And you already got like the vibe that the dad is an all right dude and that they're together. So I don't know. I was I was reading into that. I don't know if I'm hit- Well, that's yeah. not bad because really after that he's talking to his wife. Yeah. So you know, if anything's going to bleed into that, it might as well be that. Yeah, exactly. It seems like you could be on to something. It might be. But who the fuck knows. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he has a long... He's saying to his wife, uh, he's not having no fun. A little bit of a fib. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seems to be having a good time. Yeah. Tries to reverse psychology her a little bit. Yeah. A little opposite. Yeah, he's a swindler. Yeah. Oh, no. Come down. Come down soon. Come down whenever you want. You don't think he wanted to come down? Wanted her to come down? (laughs) No. She's like uh, Susan of this. Yeah. (laughs) Um... Well, I don't know if that's true, but I'll talk about her more when she arrives on set. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. Get out of here, snail. Gotta throw the salt at this one. <laughs> Keeps asking about the, uh, you know, tell me about my role. Oh my god. Come on, talk to me, talk to me. Yeah. This guy can't up, come up with a good enough excuse to get away from her. Oh my god, you're right. And then he's like meeting other girls. He's getting eyes for Ms. Mezaboda's girl. Yeah. Licking her fucking pinky. Uh, was he the one fussing about expenses? I know he came out of nowhere at some point. I didn't really put it in my notes. Yeah, you do see, like, the multiple different types of producers. You know, this guy's clearly the money guy. He's the executive producer. Oh, yeah. Kind of looks like the uh, mob boss in American Pop. <laughs> Mixed with Fat Tony a little bit. He's a little cliche looking. Yeah, very cliche. Yeah, Italian mob boss. Probably some dirty money getting laundered through this film or something. Hey. Uh, He's got... (laughs) Probably the funniest character in the whole film is his girlfriend or wife or whatever. That she's always getting silenced. Mm -hmm. And she's... Like, take me to the pool. (laughs) Like, always stuff like that. Are you going to buy me a present? Is like, the (laughs) only thing she gets out. And the rest of it, like, every time she goes to talk, she gets shushed. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's at the uh, magician party. Yeah. And um, that magician is good. He's pulling words out of the hat, right? You said it was uh, his wife. Anyway, all I wanted to say was we didn't touch that uh, Gloria was just repulsed. She's tripping. Yeah. It's the 60s. Yeah, this magic is too much. She's on the Lucy. Yeah. She doesn't want anyone in her head. Oh, yeah. And that Asanissimasa. Or do you think it was like uh, the person would be like, he doesn't love Mezaboda. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of thing. Didn't want to get in her thoughts because she might get in trouble. Yeah. You know, he... He's, so she just tripped. Yeah. He knows what's up. Yeah. But yeah, he does. He's he's actually very honest about the whole situation of 
you know, I know she's with me for the money. Mm-hmm. But young people have money too. Yeah. You know, there must be a little something that's keeping her with me. Matter of time. And he's really talking about all of it. Uh, the the wife knows, doesn't like her for some reason. No. She likes her, though. Yeah. Gloria thinks she's a cool cat. Yeah. And uh, how he met Gloria is that she used to uh, go to school with his daughter. Yeah. And it's that's a sore a- spot. <laughs> yeah, and he claims to be a bit of an ass man. Tis. Yeah. Yeah. One of the producers that is saying, like, this Claudia character, which you don't know that you've already seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's not on your radar at all. Yeah, she's a bit of a Cleopatra. But interestingly enough, you know who plays her? Once Upon a Time in the West, baby. Yeah, one of the few familiar faces. Yeah, the only one. Like, even the main people been in a, the... the, the, the Dolce late fuck me. You know what I'm talking about? Another Fellini flick. Vita. Dolce Vita. No. Anyway. But uh his wife does play Lola. Yeah. In Lola. Yeah. Which I've never Who seen. the fuck knows? <laughs> but uh, she was a call girl, I'm pretty sure. No, oh, well. But did you know there's a movie called Twice Upon a Time in the West? Seth MacFarlane make it? No. And it's actually like... It's actually yeah, like a story of this you know, up-and-coming gangster and fake cowboy and runaway girl. But then the actor... The actress that was in Once Upon a Time in the West plays herself in this one. It's like somewhat a parody, but has like a totally different story in it. And Deus it, it, it's, it's Yeah. It was interesting. I might have to watch a trailer for it or something. Yeah. If you get around to that year. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. Familiar face. I wanted to ask you <clears throat> if you picked up on that as well. Mm-hmm. But a producer is saying that, you know, she's a big draw and she has a couple other productions that she's, she's in on. Yeah. So you're going to lose your, so you're going to lose the space to really get her in here. Yeah. With your, uh, you dicking around fast. here. Yeah, exactly. Asa Nisi Masa. Um, you know, I'm surprised that he wanted, I thought he did want his wife there he but did not he's reverse psychology like why would you want another person running around yeah. asking you questions especially the wife mm-hmm. you know, especially when like you're the meet, biggest no-no yeah meeting girls left yeah. and right here so long you madman. yeah it's a good line <laughs> mad 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 man yeah fuck yeah tis the year yeah um but how'd you like the setup of these other girls in the hotel room? There's one girl in the bed. She gives the nudgeroonie, yeah, another yeah, yeah. one pops out. Yeah, so this is when you see like there there's shit happening with this production. You meet uh you meet the set designers. Mm-hmm. They're all going to town. 
you see the wardrobe lady working on some kind of gown. Yeah. And you meet uh, a, a location scout who has a bit of a frown. <laughs> because there's no address. You know, where the fuck is this location? You got... How am I supposed to know what this picture is? <laughs> it's just like a random sunset kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. If I track this down. Yeah. But then you meet someone who's just uh, happy as a clown. I don't even know what he was doing. But he's like, yeah, I got my nieces here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Opens this door and uh, some, you know, fuck me and fuck you or laying in bed. Yeah. And they're joking around. They're like, yeah, you can't even make a love story, they say. Yeah. She's right. <laughs> <laughs> she is right. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that. So I'm wondering, you know, what's this guy's filmography looking like? Why is it everyone in disbelief? Did he already have a film, but it sucked? Well, uh, we'll get to that. I can explain that. Okay. Or is it just, you know, they're getting that through the grapevine of... How uh, this one's kind of f- fallen by the wayside. I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> that wink told you me everything. You can keep it under <laughs> your hat. You're saying nothing, but you're telling me everything. Yeah. True romance. Sicilians. Yeah. Anyways, walking on. <laughs> so we leave this hotel room. And uh, we run into a new gentleman. Another producer. And he is happy. Excited. He is not happy nor excited. He was the exact opposite of both. Can this guy get any sleep? Sad and anxious. In this hallway scene. And this is obviously like uh, the producer that's... He's done a couple projects with like i don't know if that executive producer has just been on this but uh takes an army <clears throat> ocho cinco there he uh yeah he's been around they know each other they're both mm-hmm. worried about each other both of them have changed yes they don't have the same you know heart into it anymore guido has changed he keeps poking him with yeah. that stick it's almost like these till it two. hurts you know, this guy seems to know Guido the most when it comes to this side of him. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously the wife gets one side of him, but Ocho Cinco here seems to have a pretty good grasp. Yeah. They have a, a companionship, not just business. Yeah. Only person that he shows like a little bit of love to that uh, doesn't have eight cups. Fucks them all up. Throws them into this inspiration, imposter syndrome spiral. Yeah. And, uh, oh yeah, I don't know if it's like even around then or whatever, but that was another Claudia thing mm. when he's like rolling around, he does like, okay. Yeah. Is, is this where we're is at? That, is this, that Claudia? In the bed pictures? It's a, it's a flashback or something. He does like, uh, where he does his somersault. Yeah. It's a tight yeah. somersault yeah. onto the, a bed of photos. Yeah. And yeah, he's staring right into it, and uh, yeah, the yada 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 over the best part. Yeah, something big, exactly, <laughs> is there. And then, uh, you know, I want to stay. <laughs> I want to keep order, or what did she say? I want to bring order. Hmm. And I was thinking this this was Carla at one point, 
And then it cuts to Carla. Got a bit of a fever. Oh, my God. Yeah, he gets the call. And uh, I didn't pick up this on this right away, but I had to go back for a second. Mm. And, but I thought he went right away. Mm. And he Stop go- for some juji fruit. <laughs> he certainly did. Stop for some Z's. Yeah. Just goes to sleep and shows up at 4 p.m. the next day. <laughs> Love making makes you tired. You forgot the peas, too. Oh, my God. Forgot the peas. Yeah. And, like, she's so happy-go-lucky. It's the first time she's puked in 14 years, you can tell. Yeah. Yeah, broke her record. Yeah. But she is, like, she's going into, uh, like... She made up her will. Like, she thinks she's dying. Yeah. Yeah, she's what? Yeah. Yeah, I got a brother and a sister. They can have my stuff. Yeah. But uh, what about Esculp? You know, is the baby still there? A little sweet bun? Get toasted or what? I don't know. That was, like, not even anything that I had thought about. Quite the handle, isn't it? Esculp? Yeah. You you know that they name him that as a reminder that she should have swallowed. Like I was thrown completely off the scent, if that's the case, because yeah. there was this one scene with the saying about the old people, yeah. and one person says, "I saw her thing, and she's only fifty-two, yeah. and I was like, "Is that Carla? Like I can't like I can't distinguish her yeah. age. Like she's yeah. kind of got that like look of an old person trying to look young." Yeah. yeah. But I was IMDB and some of these people, and they're still, like, alive today. Like, at 90 yeah. plus, I guess. Yeah. They're pretty close. Crazy. Um, but not uh, Guido, uh, unfortunately. Funny, you know, 80 isn't old enough when it comes to men, and 26 is too old when it comes to women. Yeah. I know we got Blue there talking about poor Carla almost dying of this fever. Yeah. But god damn, do we not get shaken up when we head into the rumba sequence. <laughs> so much uh, diegetic music in this, eh? Oh, Every scene god. has a band in the background. Yeah. Sounds expensive, visually. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> One less guy you gotta hire. Don't gotta get a... Uh, but what Sad. the hell all happens here with this rumba yeah. scene? Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Nothing. I got nothing. It's like this is like almost like a cave woman, and like are these no, the? No, 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 not yet, not yet. I know what you. I know what you're getting into. That's coming up. Uh. Okay, so then it it cuts to uh, you know. It's scene for scene, all these little relationships of adultery that he has. Mm. And then it goes right into him talking to a, a couple, uh, you know, white collars. Are you talking about in the spa baths? In the, in the priests. No, he's having a walk around. We didn't get to that yet. But he's having the walk around with uh, a priest or... You know, someone of the nature. Yeah, cardinal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's before the uh, the main guy that yeah. he has to meet in the spa. Right, right. But they're having this dialogue. I did skip over that, but there is some interesting stuff 
to be gleaned from this guy who does nothing but embark wisdom this entire scene. But I like how, yeah, you know, Skipped fil- him. film uh, mixes, uh, you know, sacred and profane so casually when it Ooh. comes to love. Huh. Holy fuck. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, if the res- the responsibility of a filmmaker, oh, you know, because you can educate or corrupt someone so easily. Yeah, you know, this is all true facts. Uh, so, you know, and it's coming to you from it's it's keeping that parallel with religion all the way through, which uh, you know keeps going onward. Politikia. As well. Commendatore. Um, what, oh, what? Yeah, because then, then you meet the other guy. What the? And he's sitting down and he's listening to the birds. And you can hear them mourning. He's talking about how when a bird dies, these certain birds actually go and they mourn the, the death. Yeah. Yeah, they call them the bye-bye birdies. No, I think those mourning birds are just... Uh... Come out in the a.m. No, not morning birds, but they, they come, actually they go for the cheap they have breakfast. A, they actually have a funeral. Oh yeah, yeah. Even these birds have their own religion, is what they're trying to say. You know, they even they do these uh, traditions that uh, the Catholics like to do. Ah, festivus for the rest of us, yeah, isn't exactly. it? Yeah. Yeah, the bye-bye birds. Yeah. And then once again, he he thinks that he sees his wife or Claudia or whoever. He he keeps seeing these, maybe his mom. His muses. And this time you don't see the person switch, but you just know that he does the same pop of the glasses thing, uh, also seen in American Pop, Mm. that he, he had the same thing happen to him. But you don't even have to do it. It's just, uh, you're already in the head. Yeah. Which is smart. Don't even get into it the second time. Let the audience do it in their head the second time. Right, oh. Yeah, and they, okay, so this is where, what you were saying, the, uh, the rumba. These flashbacks have these crazy locations. But is it not a flashback, It is kind of the caveman, oh yeah, it's young Guido. You think he was around with, like, cave people? Oh, yeah. What the hell is like 1900s Italy like? That's pretty fucking primal. Yeah. <laughs> that was a primal lass. Ooh. That's for sure. Drew, Drew Carey's brother came out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, for a okay. little bit of scratch, yeah. she'll give know. you a little bit of sniff. Yeah, because he, he's also talking to the, you know, men of the cloth. These rabbis or what have you. Um, yeah he's talking about the main character of his film and how he is really contemplating his faith Mm, and you know I think it's through everything that we've already taken in about the character that you know that he's drawing on some self reflection in this film or maybe this is kind of maybe this is when you really know because it's this scene of him talking about this and then it cuts right into uh, the cave woman. 
Yes. Toss her a couple euros and she'll uh, put on a little show. The rumba, rumba, rumba show. She's the kind of the Groot of this movie. Rumba is all all she do. Quit the tease. (laughs) To the kids? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You can't go eight and a half. You got to go a full ten, don't you? Not sure how to interpret that syntax error. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they get caught. Couple, oh. couple men of the cloth come uh, chasing young Guido on the beach. And we don't even know if this is... This could be just inspiration for the upcoming... Oh, it's young Guido. I just want to... It's the same mother. I just want to put something at odds here. We don't know whose mom is whose actresses. Oh, oh, oh yeah. good, good, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. good. This is so this they, is a sizzling frying pan here. When they show up, Guido's the one that's, uh, you know, eye to eye with her. With, uh, <laughs> you can't you can yeah. say it. It's nips Cave to eye. Nips to eye. But nips are different when it's like a uh, cave woman, kind of. Oh, yeah? How so? I don't know. She looks like uh, like the the Heckle, Heckle and Jekyll Hyde version of Tweety Bird. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's not... Looks, looks like an Olga or something. Yeah, it's not like a high school teacher kind of... No, this is the the bottom of the trenches. <laughs> Trying to figure out how to broach this nicely. Mm. Um, she's homely. That's the um, the educated way of describing. And you didn't think Drew Carey's brother was a handsome man? Yeah, depends on his sign. Get yeah. it? <laughs> what, you think he's a clown? That's a Zodiac reference. Finchy. Boy. I thought you were talking about John Wayne. The Duke. The Duke. <laughs> yeah, he traveled overseas. Yeah, so they take him back. And he's in yeah, you know, he, he's getting judged almost. Like he gets taken to this room. Oh yeah, but he he heads to the spa. That's right. Uh, no, but he's still in the he's still in the flashback. Oh, the, the priests take him to the where he's getting judged. There's like four people sitting down, being like, "Oh, so shameful! No, oh, right, so right. awful!" And then you see his mum in the corner, which I don't know if she was actually in the room or that's just how his memory was working. This dream sequence was like, "Got to put the mum there." I remember what she felt like too, and you already know she died, and it's like. Did he blame this situation for her death? Like, how deep does this go? But, uh, you know, he gets slapped in the head. He has to wear the dunce cap. Yeah, it is a dunce cap, right? Hmm. It says something else on it, but I'm pretty sure I was meant to interpret that as the dunce cap, which is rare to see. Paper on his back, the Vergana, which is like a shame. I'm pretty sure it's the word of shame. I guess it would be. Vergana. Translated. Am I right? 
fact check it. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, I did mean to look it up. But yeah, it was funny how uh, you know already this Sophia Vergara just got divorced. I just wanted to say that because I used it in a tag in the last video because it was a happening thing and I was Mm. testing the SEO. All right, keep them updated. And uh, it didn't produce additional views. No. Fuck. That tagging system uh, doesn't work. But uh, Vergana, right? Yeah. V-E-R-G-A-N-A? Yeah. Uh, is uh, summer. No. Dry season. Look for, is it Italian? That's Spanish. Oh, you're spelling it wrong then. Uh, I thought I had it written down, but I don't. But it was like a word of shame. Yeah, it was actually. Uh... But he sees a dead body too. That's that's what I, you know, it goes from his mother saying how shame she was to an open casket. So I didn't know if that was his mom. <clears throat> uh, yeah, don't know, bro. But I know what you're but talking. But then he goes about. to the whole confessional booth and everything. Yeah. It's kind of all over the place. And this movie already like has so much movement and it's so wispy that mm. everything kind of seems dreamlike. Yeah. But they really do make these dream sequences stand out. It's the just first like, nightmare on Elm Street. Pe- people just kind of pop out of the woodwork and stuff like that. <laughs> like very much. Yeah. I can, I can see that. <laughs> That's funny. That was a good comparison. Actually. The Matrix before the Matrix here. Yeah. Man, the Matrix has got brought up in the past like five episodes. I swear. All right. But uh, yeah, it doesn't matter how uh, much trouble Guido got in. Once you dance with the devil, baby. <laughs> and isn't that funny? Like the the homely girl. Like there's so many women in this film, mm-hmm. and the one that's uh, not, you know, uh, fundamentally attractive. Is called the devil. Fundamentally, <laughs> that's like saying like at a core level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, that's a. Uh... Am I wrong or am I right? Yeah, but I bet once she uh, takes off all that makeup, she's a she's a fox, right? Yeah, she's no Jacqueline. Benefit of the doubt. She's no Jacqueline. She didn't join for the spa day. This is spa day. But uh, he's getting shit from that dude. The the other guy who's like pretty well close to him. The balding, uh, the the oh, Brazil just... guy maybe. Damier. Damier. Anyway, this guy starts giving him the biz every time he sees him. So I yeah. think that kind of provokes his spa day. Then. Is it? Oh, it's the writer. See the writer? Yeah, it might be. Uh, yeah, it's the guy that was smoke. Like you, the first guy you meet. Yeah, if he's not smoking, That's he's pushing sure. up his glasses. Yeah, reading a newspaper. Yeah. And oh, the what's her name, Rosella or whatever, overseer yeah. gets in the mix. She might have already been in the mix, but she's definitely in the mix there. I thought that she came with the wife. Oh, yeah, the wife gets there, too, for a visit. But this is, no, spa day first. 
Oh, yeah, there's tons of stuff that happens in the spa day. <laughs> Why are you trying to skip over that and talk about all the other crap I said there? Because it hasn't got to it yet. All right, I was just dozing off yeah, a little. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Maybe this is kind of like... No, he... Yeah, he, no, it's he's, spa day. Yeah, he's... The spa day kind of... The spa kind of looks like... Uh, it started like, out like a normal day. Yeah, it's almost like a lack of concentration camp. I don't know how that's going to come out, yeah. but I agree. Sit here. Yeah, get some inhalation, would you? Yeah, it's good for you. Yeah. Creepy voice over the speakers, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Almost like, you know, not relaxing. Listen to that guy talk. <laughs> the whole experience is uh, not relaxing, is it? And, you know, I was wondering when the fuck this spaceship comes into play. Everyone talking about a spaceship. I know, right at the beginning he's talking about science fiction. You know, is this the movie that uh, Jerry woke up to in the middle of the night? <laughs> the note? Yeah. <laughs> the, dri the dribble down? Yeah. <laughs> the squibble. Yeah. And he gets called to talk to, like, the high priest. That's like everyone's nightmare when they describe it. Oh, yeah, I was in high school and I got called down to see the high priest. Yeah. And, he's, and I was naked. And they're really talking about how, you know, don't worry, religion's going to save this film for you. Yeah, no problem. Just keep doing what you're doing. Put your faith in it. Yeah. If you build sin, it, they will sin, come. Sin, sin, sin. Like, what kind of message are they trying to get across here? You know, it's nonsense. But he, he, oh. But no, he is being a little sneaky with these guys, too, because this is when they ask, do you have kids? And he goes, yes. Cheeky I mean, I mean, no. Yeah. I said Boston. What do you think of that? I think it uh, goes a long way to support like, your theories. I've never said that yet. Have you ever, if someone asked you if you had kids, do you think you'd ever say yes, I mean no? Unless you had a little escalp. How about if I'm to foil back with my little epi here? You know, fencing joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say that It didn't have a script, and they talked gibberish, and they just wrote that in after. <laughs> hey. The old spirited away treatment. <laughs> can't, can't knock that. And then he goes to... No uh, face. And then the... Uh, what's his name? The immense... Uh, eminence. Eminence. Then the eminence uh, gets a sponge bath. Yeah, yeah. Behind a sheet. And no sheet. <laughs> no one will find salvation. Sounds like all the stuff with the religion is the fun part of the <laughs> movie. <laughs> no one will find salvation outside of the church gets repeated quite a few times in that scene. Oh, too many times. Yeah. Took a minute and a half off my life. <laughs> 
This would have been two hours and 18 minutes if it wasn't for that scene. <laughs> and they talk, they give a City of God shout out. Oh, yeah. Followed by a City of the Devil. Oh. I wonder if that's like a really nice place. Like nice. City, City of God is like gang warfare, <laughs> drugs and stuff. City of Devil is uh, pretty nice. What about the City of Ember? Hot. Greenland's covered in ice. Weird. Iceland's covered in green? No. It's covered in uh, people fearful of uh, Thor. Then you see Ford, baby. Big Ford sign. Think, uh... What? You know, Ford You just... spotted the product placement? Yeah. An American company, too. Must have just got into European market. Oh, my God. People took beamers from all across the country to look. <laughs> also, you see... Co- I, <laughs> Italy. I use beamers. Yeah. I couldn't have just chosen an Italian company. Yeah. Fiat, Romeo. probably. Alfa Romeo. Yeah. Ferraducci, Ferraducci, also Coca Cola in the background. Oh well, the cock makes it everywhere. There's probably uh, Italian product placement in this movie everywhere, and we just can't pick it out. Yeah, like when he puts spaghetti in all the girls, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) I thought there would have been more Dantes in this when my mom went to. Italy, she said, Dante's everywhere. Like, everything's called Dante. Because he was basically the William Shakespeare of Italy. It'd be funny if it was just like... A lot of these words were invented by Dante. He was the godfather of the Italian language. But what if it was everywhere because it was just like, don't? You know, like, Dante smoke. <laughs> no, it's just because this Dante... Guy... <laughs> And entree. (laughs) Soft. It's always soft. (laughs) Hard boiled. Ooh. Hard boiled. All these extras just seem so robotic. Mm. You know, it's clearly not just having people just walk around. They've been uh, directed to be super stiff, Mm -hmm. I imagine. Yeah. If you um, accidentally slip in there, you might find out if one of them are real. But that's the only way. (laughs) I found... Okay, so you finally meet the wife Mm -hmm. here. And she reminded me a lot of Uma Thurman. Almost like a 60s Mia Wallace. Oh, incubating this. is, Is there a movie where Uma Thurman has short hair like that and wears glasses? I feel like there is, and I can't think of it. Like, what's she look like in House That Jack Built? What's her hair like in that? I think it's long. Yeah. I was hoping you wouldn't say that. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, Louise. Mm. Lisa, Louisa. Yeah. She's here. We're s- Terry Hatcher's sitting on this egg. <laughs> um... But yeah, Rosalia, um, she's the uh, overlooker. I I think that's her words. I don't know if I would have put that in there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the wife comes to visit, and uh, yeah, I don't know. 
what happens until Christmas. <laughs> yeah, she's super happy to be there for a very short amount of time. <laughs> oh, she, he's like... Uh, gets all prune-faced real quick. He's like... Uh, is, is it because he's overlooking her being there and just still getting all wrapped up in crew activities she just feels pretty ignored and like i'm not sure i feel like she found out about carla somehow yeah i guess she is really in the suspicious mm. mood um and did they already show carla getting recasted I don't know. There's like, a lot of stuff going on right in this moment. She's always wearing the same thing, but is this her wardrobe too? Like, it was really confusing on why everyone's in Carla's clothes, and they kept going through a bunch of different women. Uh, well, he's writing about his real life, yeah. I guess. So we might both end up being right, and nothing's wrong that we say about the movie. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. And there, there's also those swingers that are dancing by them. Like, oh, she's attractive, the woman says. And they're, you know, I, I didn't see these two yet in the film. And now they're like in the background of every scene trying to get close to Louisa. There's like that guy that keeps offering her stuff. Um, and then, yeah, she gets super pissed off. I'm pretty sure she finds out about Carla. Like, finds out that Carla is in the production or something. Because it kind of leads up to later on. Yeah, this whole part... You know, so, yeah, yeah. This is... Um, yeah, leading up to this thing. Because um, this is actually... Yeah, this will take a little bit to get through this part. But Christmas is right before this. Yeah. This starts with a Christmas thing. And... It's like all happy and going through, right? And then um, you notice um, things get a little bit weird as uh, there's this beautiful shot. And I find like it drew my eye so much, but it was a tub shot. He was down in the water, but you're seeing it in like the top, that right quadrant of it and that was like the only spot with him right yeah. but then it just all of a sudden like he's getting carried off by women and you start noticing um the, the rules are rules right the iconic music is playing again here maybe the ride of the valkyries uh, you know what i'm talking about no um, I do, but first we finally get to see this rocket that everyone's talking about. Okay, so you're probably right. What the hell are you talking about? Louisa doesn't get in the back of the car when they're all driving off. She get makes a point to get in the front, wants some distance. Even though she came all the way here, she's already at a distance with uh, Guido. And then everyone's on their way to see this big spaceship being built. Already 23 feet high. And they have like the weird spacey music playing. I don't know if it's for effect on the set. And they're saying that uh, 
they're waiting for them to to hit uh, eighty million dollars that that they spent on the structure, but all it is is cement, and they have this model that they're going to superimpose onto it to make it look like it's a rocket ship. So this is when you really see how elaborate this production really is. You know, they're talking about four hundred tons of concrete. They're throwing around the eighty million dollar. Or euros, lira? Lira, liars. Is, is that a lot? What's the conversion? Plus inflation? Plus, yeah, 1960. Jesus. Hell, I have no idea. And, uh, it really goes to show how many people are relying on him. You know, everything else is in full force, kind of moving forward without him while he seems to be plateauing, you know, parallel plateau on every side of his life with his wife and with the film and... You know, it's all just getting to them. Yeah, this thing's got everything. These are like monoliths. Yeah. <laughs> nice pull. Yeah, well. Uh, we're not there yet. You know, Stanley, you Look. mentioned him, a yeah. little bit of a lifter. Yeah. little leger de main. Huh? He hasn't even came up with that yet. Yeah, not a glimmer in his eye. This is butterfly effect shit. This is where he got it from. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I was mostly focused on his relationship with his wife at this point, seeing just the way that they were really cooled down on one another. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this doesn't seem like it's uh, got that much steam to really pull out of the station. Yeah. Which, it seemed great at the start, which was really weird, but... Oh, yeah. Really cooled off, and... uh Rosella. Yeah, I think her best friend, you know, has a bit of a raven's eye into what's going on as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. together, Sherlock and Watson here, yeah. you know. But, you know, as far as best friends go, she's pretty good when talking to Guido. Yeah. It's not like, you know, you stay away from her or anything like that. He, she's really kind of playing both sides. Yeah. For the be- for the better. She's not rocking the boat you know, as maybe, much as Yeah, maybe she, she does want them to get back together. Sure. Um, and then it has Christmas in it. Amongst all this. Yeah. So you're seeing the progression. I guess time is really passing. Yeah. Because it has the holiday there. Yeah. Just to give it that beat. Yeah. You know, it looks like a fun little Christmas. It's brief. Right? Yeah. As soon as that happens, he's uh, it's got to be daydreaming, right? There's this shot of him in the tub where in the top quadrant it's just him there, and then all of a sudden, right, those bunches of women start coming out of the woodwork, don't and then yeah, it goes into you know, they're staying in the same room, but I think they're in different beds, and that's the 60s, baby. (laughs) Uh, Two doubles. Yeah. Right. But, you know, there's a very small window where you could try to sneak an argument in right quick. <laughs> and he says, I'm sleepy and tired. <laughs> I don't know if that's just like a translation thing. But I found that pretty funny. That is good. You know, and then it cuts to them uh, having some craft lunch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And look who's back. Fuel. The feverless Carla. Yeah. Back in town. Back in good condition. Do you notice that uh, she's always wearing the same clothes? 
Like, does she have a closet full of this? Is that why he's been following or, or her home? Or is it always the same dress? <laughs> it's like she's a superhero or something. Stay in my motel. Yeah. I can stay here all night. Yeah. Just she, change. She's, she's got five suitcases of yeah. the same dress. Do you always wear the same clothes? <laughs> yeah, she's even worried about it. Like, close to her deathbed, she's wondering about all her gowns. Um. <clears throat> So you see uh, Guido puts the newspaper up trying to pretend to not see her. He doesn't want Carla to see him R- ruin this little bit of uh, one-on-one he's having with his wife. Yeah. One-on-one-on-one because I think Rosalind's there. I don't know if you remember this, but hey, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> she's like really... You know, it's almost like she knows that he's there because she's making a spectacle of herself yeah. as she's trying to go and find a seat. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if the wife knows about the uh, little bambino or she's hella suspicious. Yeah, she she knows Carla is. She knows about Carla for sure. Yeah, calls her a whore cow. <laughs> yeah, Vashi. <laughs> However the fuck they say. She says a little different. Yeah, well, Vash like is vague. French. Yeah. And, like, it was kind of weird. Like, some of this stuff sounded so close to French yeah. that it was difficult to tell it was Italian. Yeah. They talk English all of a sudden sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Kind of looks like an Aries, don't you think? An Aries. Interesting. Yeah, they're, they're uh, trying to guess her zodiac sign as she's over there singing. Yeah. Really making a spectacle of herself. Yeah, that's Drew Carey's brother. And uh, you know, she's basically seems like she's gonna go over there and punch her. Yeah. And then you know, somehow he writes the scene a little differently. Oh. She goes over and uh, picks her up and says, "Hey, love your outfit. Let's go for a little bit of a walk." Yeah. Sixties baby. Yeah. Nothing wrong with a little P Y L O G. Anyways, you know what I'm saying. Sixties baby. It's polyamorous ways. Yeah, there we go. And bam, every single woman that's ever been in his life is now in one room. Yeah. The men, all the other men, get to take the day off. Yeah. Quite, and even some uh, various. Varieties of uh, women. Oh, yes. All types. Rules are rules are rules. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, there, there's an age thing. Age bracket. Oh, of course. Where there's yeah. tears. There always is. Yeah, you know, levels. Hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, 26... You're upstairs. You're old. Yeah. And one of the rules is uh, calling the next day is optional. (laughs) Then you meet Jacqueline. I don't know if she's a bombshell or a fox. but uh, Check that fluffy tail. She's really fighting for the right to party. I got nice bosoms and a nice bottom, she says. Yeah. You know, which she does. Yeah, she's not wrong. I'm on Team Jackie. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gives a little show. <laughs> You're just on to... Team Jackie. Yeah. Uh, wait till we're done the cast. 
What? It's my round this time? Incontestable. Phyllis's one hand must be tired and sleepy. <laughs> Gonna need a tranquilizer. Yeah. Let's get back to the ride of the Falkyries. Yeah, Jacqueline is 26 and was born in 1938. It is the future, baby! We're in 1964 right now. Have you completely lost your pearls? No. Uh, but if I have, I can turn around, bend over, and pick them up. Yeah, a couple times. You can waste a couple minutes <laughs> as you ponder <laughs> what David Lynch would have done with this scene, right? Then she does go upstairs, because in heaven everything is fine, right? That's right. We're on the same level? Yeah, you throw a couple of acorns in those cheeks, and you know, you're... <laughs> You're halfway there. You're picking up the pearls I'm laying down? Yeah. Then uh, they all start to revolt. Maybe this doesn't work. No. He's got to turn into Italia Jones just yeah. to fight them off. Yeah, this is 70 years before damn Sister Wives came out. But this is the orgasmo whip. <laughs> yeah, just, every time he whips it, oh yeah. Yeah. I don't think that whip has enough tails for how many women are there. Yeah. And then I don't know about uh, Louisa if... Give her the spotlight for a second. The, the mother a little bit. Oh. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. But she's like turned and in, reverted into one of the maidens that you see in his earlier flashbacks. Old maid. Everything, he's such a great guy. Oh, you fucked this up, Mohit. Um. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Um. Getting back on track. Choo choo. So she is like, yeah. He's a great guy. He is doing nothing wrong. I'm just gonna wash this cobblestone floor, and it's really dim. This shot. Yeah. But then when she gets down on her hands and knees, the spotlight. It doesn't sharp, you know, turn on, but kind of fades in. And it just, it did hang on it for quite a bit. Well, if you have 15,000 really people kicking around, like surely one of them can turn up a light. Yeah. It was pretty uh, photogenic of a shot. Yeah, it's a master shot, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And it hangs on it for long enough for you to almost view it as the most important shot in the movie and have it as the only screenshot in your whole notes it's true i could see that yeah and then yeah fireplace on one side any more specifics you need <laughs> what do you look at there and then just i wish you could understand yeah you know, it's confusing. <laughs> Women are nesters. Yeah. Terry Hatchers, yeah. I call them. Yeah. Men are hunters. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, why don't you understand, Louisa? So he's saying like, you know, baby, you just got to let a play a play. Yeah. And everything will be good. Then he has his table speech. You got to let something else play. Okay, so yeah, table speech. What's that about? I got no idea, but I know there's a few iconic lines. I don't think you, you got them either, do no, you? I wish I did. Nah. 
a little left to be revealed but there there's a gem in there there is a gem there's a mansplain there's something yeah he's really given them the uh the exacto knife on life Mm. yeah it seems to be like uh you know king's speech at a brothel or something Mm. like that very much so yeah king mac (coughs) yeah and then when she doesn't understand, yeah, yeah, you know, maybe she'll understand when she sees these test shots. Mm. Yeah, why don't you come down, hang out for the day, mm. you know, check this shit out. A rather empty theater. Yeah, it's just the two of them talking right off the hop. Him and Ryder. Yeah. And, you know, this is where the lines start getting blurred between fact and fiction. Because... Two ushers, I guess you'd say, brought over this black rag to put on his face. I don't know. And Was then, that not velvet? Maybe. Hard to tell. I guess. But it was that a thing? Putting velvet on someone before you put a noose around their f- necky? Yeah, I don't know. If you had an old crown bag? I don't know if this writer's getting fired or getting hired. Am I right? Yeah. Climbing that company ladder, all right. No, he's just there. (laughs) Reading the newspaper. Yeah. Never happened. No. Uh, Tony there, Fat Tony. He takes it upon himself. Sorry, what what, uh, rank is he? He's a high-ranking member. Of an organized, yeah, something like the Yakuza. Oh. Yakuza. Commentadore. Uh, takes it upon himself to, oh, is that not what you, <laughs> this, is that what you wrote me into, or you're just trying to get me to say or the, the name uh, wrong? Oh, we want to do the Canuccio. Oh, Ocho Cinco. No, what was I calling him? The uh, Commandatoro or something? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I I went up to there. Okay, Mario. <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> uh, yeah, executive producers usually get up and give the speech before you watch the test screens. Am I right? Money, 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 money. <laughs> he's like really taken over. Where he's like, uh, "What do you think?" Asking opinions. Yeah, he wants everyone's opinion, but his wife. Quick to give it fast too. Yeah. Back, he's like, "I think it might be the best movie I ever saw." Isn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah, wants to hear everyone's opinion but his girlfriend there. Yeah, little... Yeah. yeah, keep licking that ice cream, girl. That's not a microphone. Yeah. And then, you know, we start seeing, you know, test screens of the Carla character. Mm-hmm. The... Uh, Swell your chest. Gretchen character. Yeah. And then... And uh, was I a bit deflated? Yeah. Louise is uh, still there. Yeah. And this blonde comes up, puts on a familiar pair of frames. <laughs> and she looks kind of like a cranky little Tina Belcher or something in that <laughs> moment. That's what I kind of evoked in me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's just cast on screen, yeah. reciting some of the lines you might have even uh, heard earlier in this thing. And, yeah, uh, I feel like Louise is getting writing credits on this. <laughs> oh yeah, special thanks. Mm. 
repulsed. Yeah. She's repulsed. Lost the glasses. Yeah, which actually made her look a little bit hotter, I think. Whoa. It's because she's on the market. Yeah. She's officially on the market. Officially. <laughs> but uh, now she... Where'd you get those frames? Obviously, uh, she doesn't want to hear them. She doesn't want to hear it either, so she leaves. Yeah. He chases after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they miss... Fuck. You know, they so miss the death like? blow. They miss the death blow. Yeah, they did miss the death blow. But if there is ever a, a channel of hope, <laughs> take the channel of love just to find out that uh, she's like, just go off, make your stupid movie. Um, everyone loves you, but... Uh, Can't I, have your snack lunch, you need it too. No, I think you suck. Yeah. White Knight you Syndrome suck. calls him out. <laughs> Says, uh, yeah, you're lucky that I don't have this platform to air out laundry from, from my side of the uh, clothesline. That's right. So you're just going to have to just go straight to down. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, boogie down. Because yeah. when uh, the threat of death looms in the air... The way that we break that tension, how we do it. Uh, and even this Carla thing is just blowing my mind because, you know, she's wearing this in the scene, too. And she's wearing it on the train. Like, is this wardrobe? Or, like, <laughs> what the hell's going on here? Okay, back on track. So he goes back into the theater. After uh, Rochelle, Rochelle leaves. The rumba rumba yeah. begins. Yeah. And it goes on for a while. <laughs> One of the lines that definitely came from Louisa was, yeah, to you lying is breathing. Mm, that's true. You found all the sore spots. Is this why he wanted her to come? He thought that this would actually help? It's like... You know, feel something he, he said it in the dream too like why won't you understand i wish you could just understand so maybe this was his way of making her understand but holy fuck was he wrong he's the magic man yeah so another uh another x for uh guido here and uh speaking of x's Who's that silhouette up there? I thought that might be Carla. But no, it's Cleopatra herself. Ooh. Claudia. Claudia. Yeah. Um, the real love of his life. Yeah, but right before that, you start to see, speaking of channels, there's this whole, starting to get all these callbacks starting to see the hall of fame of people that have been in the movie mm. popping up in gang loads mm. the greatest hits the core are about to play the, it's the elites yeah i didn't know what was going on when all of this yeah. started shaking in you don't see snail fucking slithering about or whatever they do slime in no. a boat indeed claudia and him finally see each other mm. Right after Louisa says, you know, that maybe it's good that I came. We needed an ending. 
This is closure. Yeah. And now something else is about to open. Yeah. The uh, they're excited to work together. Um, he asks her right out. He's like, "Oh, you caring about anyone at the moment?" <laughs> and you know who she might be caring for? Who's that? Him. Ooh. This dude's the man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, they have a driving scene. Yeah. I was thinking about that. It looked pretty economical. Yeah. Right? Just a couple of people pushing on the trunk. Yeah. All these tight shots, right? Yeah. So it was pretty easy. A uh, couple of people with a little bit of lights. Yeah. Just slashing them. Yeah. But speaking of slashes of lights, actually, that little bit of slash of light on the scene where she's lit and he's not he's got like a little he's only like backlit he's got like a ziggy stardust delight okay a little bit of that makeup but just are they still moving at this point oh yeah Yeah, they're in motion yeah yeah i'm starting to think that this is his way of getting with these women like he seduces them because she again is like when are you going to tell me about this character? I know. And, and, seems... and I think it's like, you know, come back to my hotel and you can learn about this character. Oh, you know oh, what I mean? Pre-Weinstein. Yeah. Fucking that <laughs> Guidmacher here. Um, but he, he's, he's spouting. <laughs> Guidstein. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the same level without me even thinking about it. <laughs> Uh, but he spews out something. He's like, yeah, yeah, no, she's, and he's like, it all feels like empty platitudes, although he is a little bit specific. Hmm. And, uh, what's he, what's your main purpose? Yeah. Would, would you throw everything away and your next thing, you, you know, devote everything to it? Yeah. In the and, holy water. Uh, yeah, it's hard to tell. Again, lines are getting blurred of if he's even talking about the movie or if he's like run away with me. Mm-hmm. You know, now that I'm finally done with my wife, I can pursue you. Yeah, and uh, they throw a little holy water on the situation. That's yeah. all he needs her to do, really. Yeah, and they end up in like an alley. Mm-hmm. And they're still talking. Uh. About the more about the character, and then everyone just shows up. Oh yeah, yeah. just um, hard to get any time alone. Yeah, like the simulation definitely pre matrix. Yeah, and yeah, just everybody showing up at the exact same time. Like there was a little bit of a thing with like a a nurse uniform or. Um, does he say that she doesn't have a part in the film? Like, does he cop to that? Because they had that really amazing shot that I thought you were bringing up. But when they parked, she was lit, but he wasn't. And it's just a backlight on him. Yeah, I didn't. And there's the whole thing about uh, she... He's like completely on lit. What was the fucking thing? Yeah, the amazing thing about uh, this Claudia character who... Yeah, he's been... Looking at her the whole movie, whether he, well, it, yeah, he's been wishing, thinking about her, yeah, this whole time. If uh, fantasizing is writing a part, he's yeah. been doing that, yeah, and yeah, but at the same time, not pursuing her. 
because they're saying like time's running out. Yeah. Uh, but so she, a cool thing about her is that she's such a trained actress that she's reading between the lines of not only the script, but of him and like really telling him, him, telling him about himself. Yeah. Which he, you know, he's kind of thrown off a little bit because she's just, you know, saying what she sees yeah. out of this, and uh, I thought the that, magician, yeah, exactly, and that kind of shows, you know, just how, uh, you know, big of a character that this Claudia, who only shows up now, is of this whole, you know, the whole film. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's such a great, there's so many parallels that every conversation to be had, like the religion thing kind of died down a little bit at this point, Yeah. but everything is so parallel between his relationships and how the film was going. Yeah. Going and, from, uh, religion straight to space yeah. next. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Uh, We've tried to bridge that she, gap she, in 68. She calls him a phony. <laughs> that is pretty funny, though. Yeah. yeah. Totally fucks him up. He was just bullshitting her. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so everyone shows up, drags him away. It's another, you know, enough is enough kind of thing where they're just like, we got to go to the set. We got to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, fat cat there's really being kind of pushy oh yeah and it's, it's getting hassled as shit yeah. by this point and then two guys are dragging him towards the rocket <laughs> he's so like i don't want to go i don't and he keeps turning around trying to run away and oh my like god that. yes he's finally lost it oh yes and uh that this place is uh yeah it's getting pretty spacey it's like a Looks kind of like scaffolding, mm. or but it's just like the exoskeleton yeah. or like the wireframe. Yeah. Um, but it really evokes space and yeah. scale. Yeah, this scene. And there's like amusement parks happening uh, around it. Yeah, oh yeah, and how pertinent um, to right now is this? Uh, do you believe in God? Yeah. Are you afraid of the atomic bomb? Yeah. Do you think porn is real entertainment? Yeah, is it an art form? Yeah. <laughs> it's like How the, do you how do you compare a love film and a fuck film? Yeah. Questions marks at the end of every subtitle line mm. for like a full minute there. Mm. And then uh whew, I would guess you would say uh uh Deluger? Yeah, there's even a bizarro wedding where she's uh, Louise is in the wedding dress saying that she she's done with him. Yeah. And the mafia dude is like, you quit this film and I'm going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's called Low Life. Yeah. That might have been the first time in the movie that he's got that kind of comeuppance on him, Mr. Mm. Charmin there. And uh, what does he do? 
Yeah, he gets out of there like it's Puerto Rican day. Oh my god. He crawls under the bleachers like he's uh, fragile Frankie Merman there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, not before someone says, uh, yeah, check your right pocket. Yeah, a little more magic to be pulled out of this <laughs> thing. Yeah. Another ace up this thing's sleeve. And what do you think? The great escape here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The greatest escape. And there you go. I reference every single trailer throughout this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye, birdie, to that list. Look, yeah. I hit one again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drink it I'll from hit that it yesterday. Well I'll hit it today, and I'll hit it tomorrow. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, very triumphant. Now, take down everything. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. thing is done. Yeah. In the worst way, canceled. I not brain still intact. Terminated. Brain still intact. It yeah. Seems. So, um, he's getting the it's uh, done. Yeah. It's done, guy. Yeah. Kind of talk. Gave it a shot. It's done. It's all done. Yeah. Everything's done. They're kicking down parts of it already. <laughs> like this place is uh, done. Done. Hey, uh, <laughs> let's get the uh, clowns with the trumpets rolling through. Oh, yeah. He, and he does like this... Uh, Little Guido in the oh, background. This almost plagiarized sounding yeah. letter to Louisa. Oh, um, talking... Actually, how did you interpret this letter? You know what I'm talking about? He's talking about... Sounds like loving being away from her. Mm. And just kind of wings back his uh, wants her. And um, that he screwed his head back on okay here. Mm. And that it's, uh, you know, you want to give it another go? <laughs> so do you think actually his head's screwed off? He's, uh... Well, the magician's still running around, playing circus with his mm. whole band, as you were saying, mm. you know. Parents are there. That was kind of the the clue of it all. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That and the stairs thing. What an inordinate amount of uh, people going up that staircase. Yeah, 15,000. 15,000 of them. <laughs> Worse than the traffic jam at the beginning. Yeah, so what, then now he's made it? He's made it through. He's on the other side. Yeah, this is kind of where I just didn't realize anything, if it was real mm. or I kind of missed the... Shit. Because then he's having the final talk with the uh, writer. And he's saying, you know... The executive producer, all he lost was money. Mm. Yeah, if he, if he, if it's a bad film, he just loses money. If it's a bad film, your career's ruined. Yeah. So it's how good, Altman felt. It's the whole good time. that you backed out of this. And I think what he was trying to say, and I wish that I paid closer attention or got to rewatch that actual scene, that dialogue between them. Yeah. But it's kind of. You know, what do you want your legacy to be? It's probably good that you killed yourself now. <laughs> yeah, you, you at least got a little bit of a legacy. You don't want to ruin that with a bad film. 
Fuck yeah. I mean, go out with that, uh, that like, big dance parade. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That Hands Across America thing. Kind of <laughs> like your wicked fence yeah. design. Yeah. Gotta love it. Yeah. I guess it hasn't been done the same way in 60 years. I can see why it gets, uh, you know, it gets pretty high marks across the board, especially with the cinematography. You know, there's so much movement in every shot. Yeah. And there's so much going on. Beauty in the shots. Man, it really, there's so much going on that it really gets you in there. How many days do you think it took to shoot this thing? You, f- you feel the need to really pay attention to this film. Yeah. Yeah, it really sucks you into it. But was it faster because they didn't have to record all the dialogue? You can't flub a line in a Fellini film, is what I noticed. Yeah. But you could flub an emotion, and they have to show a lot of that yeah. to cover the fact that they're talking gibberish, I imagine. Yeah. Even when uh, Carlos playing the harp there. But um, despite being a hidden gem, is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Hidden gem? Was it hidden? I don't know. Well, you know. I don't know what you said. Obviously, it's not a hidden gem because it's held in such high regard. But it was a hidden gem to me. And, you know. It I, should be on every list. I don't know if every, you know, many of the tiredites have heard of this film. Yeah. But don't you think it should be on every list? It is on every like list. Like on the politics one, religion, Love. horror, noir, yeah. mafia, rom-com, yeah. Christmas, science fiction, dreams, Barbies, Su- Oppenheimer, <laughs> suicide, <laughs> rockets. Yeah. And... Um, I guess finally. Oh, actually, let's just wrap up to so the very first scene, right? Mm. That was probably a good scene in his movie. Anyway, uh, why eight and a half? That's uh, yeah. I think he was eighty-five percent done the film. It's uh, his film. Is his eight and a half film that he made. Oh, yeah. Nice. That would have and, been his ninth film. And also, it's the name of the film in the movie. Oh, yeah? Wow. I'm glad you picked that up. <laughs> Must have missed that. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's cool. I had to look it up. No, I do like... No, I know. That's what I was saying. (laughs) I know. You didn't have to give it away. Yeah. But uh, I find that super interesting. Yeah. It said by 63, Fellini had made, by his count, seven and a half films. Hence, eight and a half is like an opus number. Imagine if uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood ended at Bruce Lee. (laughs) <laughs> probably like 40 minutes in I'm not sure that would be super disappointing what's halfway when you 
Spawn Ranch. Uh, with the Spawn first Ranch? First foot shot? Probably around when he's going to do the spaghetti westerns. Or not going to do them, hmm. actually. No, I don't. I don't know, because if that's that, pretty close to the end. Yeah, it's pretty close to the end. AI it or what? <laughs> no, fuck that. Alan Iverson's probably busy. Oh, hold on. Let, let's ask an NAI, nondescript NAI. I want to give them a shot to redeem themselves. We've been hard on them. I bet this movie's in Phyllis's book there. Oh, you want to take a look? A look-see? No. It's, come on. Phil's been giving me the silent treatment only. Yeah. Let's see if there's um, even one last thing, one last lunch we can buy this thing if we sell our watch, you know what I mean? Might have to get wheels on that chair, you sh- shameless bastard. What the hell was this thing called again? Um, ten pounds. Happiness consists of being able to tell the truth without hurting anyone. Look at that. Pretty sure that's one of the things that he set up at the uh, table. Yeah, I guess that might be true. So, bam. Honesty is the best policy? Is that just a roundabout way of saying that? At the start of the shoot, Fellini stuck a memo near his camera eyepiece that read, Remember, this is a comic film. This is a comic film? Mm. Where the fuck are the laughs? The, uh... Fuck. Can't even remember what I said the funniest part was, but... After you rewatch eight and a half, rewatch this episode, leave in the comments what I said the funniest part was. How about this? I got a great, uh, little round off here. Uh, you are right. It's, uh, halfway... All right, well, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> and cut <laughs> but you, the um, tenth sequence at Spawn Ranch was the halfway point nice and also here Phyllis memorable here you go madame oh don't kiss her fucking ass would you give us the silent treatment all the fucking night okay so gonna make a great escape by pointing out that uh, one of the memorable moments moments did I say moops <laughs> fuck it's Moors it? that's what I thought one of the like um, misprint <laughs> that's what I thought most memorable moments in uh, once upon a time in Hollywood comes around the half point where uh, a old Leo is uh, inserted Eight and a half into the Great Escape, buddy. 63. Is that the... Yeah? Full circle? Well, as complete as it can be. 
364 and a half degrees. This is like two circles connected. Oh. Plus a half. Plus a half. I did days in a year, not a circle. How's that for bad math? (laughs) Yeah, so what are we checking out next week? Night and... You haven't told me yet. (laughs) Maybe Phyllis should... No, she'll fucking pick... English patient 2 or something like that. Return of the fucking English patient. <laughs> <laughs>